0: Today, we are taking our final look into the book of Acts. Well, that's the plan at this stage anyway. We will see how we go. Over the past seven weeks as a church, we've been studying and really getting into the depths of Acts and what it's about. During that time, I think we've had maybe two or three lockdowns. Our senior pastor has broken his leg. Originally today, we were meant to hear from a guest speaker, but they've ended up in lockdown down in Melbourne. So I said, sure, I'll fill in. And now we've ended up in lockdown. And now, as you can see, I'm filming from home as I've come down with a cold and I'm not able to go in and film around other people. So we've concluded that we will never, ever, ever study ACTS again. Okay, I am kidding, I am joking. But what do you do when things don't go to plan? How can we still have the courage to do what God calls us to do in the midst of such change and uncertainty and just life, real life? We know the gospel. We know we have the Holy Spirit with us. We know we're called to go out and share this hope and love with those around us. We stand here today because of the faithfulness of those who have gone and shared that gospel message before us. And we know that we're God's hope of sharing that message today. There's no plan B or C or whatever. It's you and it's me. But what do we do? when we're not so hope-filled right now? What do we do when some of us are just barely holding on? How can we still have the courage to do those things that God calls us to do in the midst of that? My hope is today, as we take a look at the final part of Acts in this scripture, that you'll have some hope in that. There will be some answers for you. And you will be reminded again, Just what an incredible God you have. But first, let's pray. God, I pray as we open up your scriptures today that you will meet us just where we are. You see what we've gone through, you've seen what our weeks have been like. God, we need a word from you today. Our hearts need refreshing. God, would you speak that hope and encouragement and courage into us today? In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles near to you, you can flip toward the end of Acts. Acts chapter 27, we're going to look at today. Now, Acts chapter 21 to 27 have some pretty gutsy passages in them. If you've got a chance little later on this week to go back and have a read, I highly recommend that you do so. There's murder plots and dodgy leaders and all sorts of fun stuff in there. But the things that concern us today is that Paul has been arrested in Jerusalem. He knew he was going to be arrested but he went there anyway and now he finds himself arrested in Jerusalem where they want to kill him. But God has told Paul, you will be my witness in Rome. So don't worry, you're going to get to Rome. Paul has this promise from God that he will get to Rome. But it takes a little while for this to happen. We see that he's been moved to a different place because it's too dangerous for him to stay in Jerusalem. And then he kind of gets forgotten about for a little while. And then they want to kill him again and it's a bit of a drama. But in chapter 27 we finally see that Paul and some other prisoners are on a ship on their way to Rome to appeal before Caesar. Now why is it so important for Paul to get to Rome? Rome was kind of like the capital of the world at that stage. Not really, not really, but it had become this central hub for things like philosophy and religious thoughts and science and teaching. You've heard the saying that all roads lead to Rome. Well, the opposite is also kind of true. All of these thoughts and ideas and teachings were then being spread out to all the other countries around them. And Paul, Paul was uniquely situated. He was a Pharisee. So he was a Jewish scholar. He had studied their laws and their prophecies and their teachings. But Paul was also born a Roman citizen, which means he knew the Roman culture and customs. He knew how they talked to each other, how they debated issues with each other. So if there's anyone who was able to share the good news with Jesus, about Jesus, with these Romans, it was Paul. So you'd think that God would want him there. ASAP, right? Nothing could stand in the way. What could possibly go wrong? Well, nothing at first. We see that they sail to their first point and the guard actually lets Paul go ashore and just catch up with some friends. Pretty sweet deal, right? But then as they go on, we read in verse four that it says, the wind was against them. The wind was against them. Have you ever felt like you've finally been doing what God's been calling you to do? You finally had that great routine where you were spending one-on-one time with him. You just messaged that friend and you were gonna share the gospel with them, whatever it is. But then all of a sudden, the winds were against you. The kids got sick, your back got sore again. We've gone into another lockdown and the winds have been against you. I'm hoping as we continue this text today that there will be some hope spoken into that situation. So because of these winds, they had to change course quite a few different times and ended up in a different port where they now needed a new ship. They finally got a new ship and they headed back out to sea, only to once again be caught in bad weather, which made the going difficult and slow and put them off course once again. And we see this goes on and on in this fashion until we get to verse 8. In verse 8, they ended up docking at a port called Fair Haven. Now, by this stage, it has taken them so long to get to this point that it's now nearly winter. And that particular passage of water is impossible to cross during the winter season. The weather is just far too dangerous. So they're not going to make it to Rome. They're going to have to wait out the winter somewhere. At this point, Paul steps up and he says to them, if we go any further, it is not going to go well for us. I can see great loss to our ship and our cargo and even our lives. However, Fair Haven, we're told, is only a fairly small place. And it is rather open to the elements around it. So it's not a very comfortable place to winter in. So those other people in charge, they decide they want to head back out into the sea, into these dangerous waters, to try to get to the next place called Phoenix a little further on. Phoenix is much larger, much more sheltered. And so it's going to be much more comfortable during winter. These guys were willing to sail into dangerous waters to try and find comfort. I wonder for us today, where are we finding comfort? And what are we willing to sacrifice for it? Comfort, there's nothing wrong with comfort itself. But sometimes if we're not careful, We can find it in places that actually become much more dangerous and leave us in a worse place than if we'd never gone there. Where are you finding your comfort at the moment? And will it leave you in a place that is good for you or potentially in something that's probably dangerous down the track? But this is what they do. Like those ads in Australia that we hear about rips, that the water was calm and inviting. In verse 13, we see that they weighed anchor and they sailed out into it. But before long, they were facing a hurricane type storm. It was intense. It says the force of the wind was so strong that they couldn't steer around it. They had to just let the boat be um, <laughs> be driven along by this by this storm, and it went on for days. They're tying. Ropes around the boat, just trying to hold the boat together. They're throwing their cargo overboard and even their tackle overboard, doing everything that they can to try and survive this storm. In verse 20, we read that it says, When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. The sun, the stars, this is how they navigated. This is how they knew where they were and where they were heading. This is what they put their purpose in that gave them hope. And that had been taken away from them. Not for one day, not for two, but for a great length of time. What have you been putting your hope in lately? What's been guiding you? Has it been the things around you? Has it been things that you have been looking forward to in the future? Things will be better when this lockdown ends. Things will feel nicer after that next holiday. Or have you been able to put your hope in an unchangeable, all-powerful God A God that none of this is a surprise to him. Where have you been putting your hope lately? The next two verses annoyed me. Now, you are totally allowed to say that about the Bible. As long as you keep studying and searching and digging into that passage, because usually it means there's something you're not seeing or something you're not understanding. And that's why it's rubbing you up the wrong way. And that's what I've done here. This verse 21, it says, After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice. Part of me thinks, Is it really the right time for I told you so, Is Paul? Really? And then it gets worse. In verse 22, he says, But now I urge you, to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. How is Paul so positive right there? I mean really, is he super Christian? Or like without emotions or something? I get a bad night's sleep and a slight cold and I'm sure it's the end of me. Their boat is tied together with rope. And since they navigate by the skies, they no longer know which way is left and right. They have been lost at sea for days in a violent storm, storm, so scared for their lives that they can't eat. And Paul says, keep up your courage. Ah! Ah! But as I studied this text, there were some things about courage that stood out to me that I really am so honoured to share with you today. And guess what? You don't have to be super Christian and you can still have emotions, which is really good for us slightly over dramatic people. Just slightly over dramatic. So, how do we still have the courage? to do what God asks us to do in the midst of an uncomfortable season, when the winds are against us or the full-on storms of life are battering us down. Firstly, by remembering God's promises. God had told Paul he would be a witness in Rome. Yet in his circumstances it looked like everything was against that happening. He'd been in prison for ages. The winds were against him. The season was against him. The storm was against him. It would be so easy at this point to give you an easy answer. Something along the lines of oh well the devil was against him. The devil was against him and against the Lord and is against you. And look I'm sorry about that accent. I don't know where that came from. Look, that's true, yes, and maybe that's what's happening here. But the passage itself doesn't tell me that. Maybe Paul just came across some really bad leaders and some really bad weather. I don't know. No more than I know the reasons, the whys for what you're going through at the moment. I don't, and I won't pretend to. But what I can tell you is that from this passage, from these chapters, I can tell you that if God has said something, it will happen. Nothing can stand the way of God's promises, God's word. It may not happen as we expect or when we expect, but God's promises never fail. Do you know what he has promised over you? He has promised to never leave you nor forsake you. He has promised to be with you. God sees you. God cares about you. God will always work out of his goodness towards you. God loves you. There is nothing that can separate you from his love. God will never, ever stop loving you. God goes before you, and you have the Holy Spirit working in you and with you and through you. Whatever comes our way, we can have the courage to follow what God's called us to do, Because of the never changing, all powerful, never failing promises of our God. Secondly, we can have the courage to keep following God's call because we don't do it alone. After Paul's annoyingly positive statement in verse 22, We can read on to verse 23, where it says, Last night, and this is Paul still talking, Last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, which is in Rome. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. God sent an angel to Paul to remind him of what God had said. To tell Paul, don't be afraid. This tells me that Paul needed reminding. See, not super Christian. Lately, I have taken up running. And the only reason I have been able to get out there and run during a Ballarat winter where it is cold and dark is because I found other people who were just as crazy enough as me who would do it with me. And that's running, which I'm still actually not entirely sure is a good idea. How much more important is it that we have people around us who can encourage us and spur us on and keep us accountable in our faith? With Paul in his missionary journeys, we saw that he always took people with him. Maybe in this season, you need to reach out to share with someone, hey, I think God's calling me to do this. Would you pray for me? Or hey, I'm thinking of starting this this new adventure that I think God's calling me to. Would you like to join me in it? Or maybe it's just, hey, I'm finding it hard to have the courage in this season right now. Would you pray for me? Would you be there for me? This is why community is so important. Our small groups, our Bible studies, our youth, our young adults, our online Facebook group, whatever it is, you need people in your life who are going to speak life, And hope and remind you of what God has said. They're not always going to get it right. Most of them are probably dealing with their own things. But until God sends you an angel, they're the best you've got. We can find the courage to follow what God has called us to do because we don't do it alone. Finally, and look, this is a strange one, but I really felt like God wanted me to speak into it for you. Your feelings are not your faith. Let me say that again. Your feelings are not your faith. I don't know where along the lines we got this idea that to have the peace that passes all understanding means we're not going to feel things. Jesus wept. Jesus got so angry that he threw things. Now, kids don't think that's a good idea. Jesus had a very good reason. Jesus anguished over a situation he was facing enough to sweat blood. Does that mean that Jesus didn't have peace or faith? Of course not. It is okay for you to be feeling whatever it is you are feeling right now. It does not mean that you do not have faith in your God. That you you don't have the courage to follow him. You can still love Jesus and be a bit of a mess. Your feelings are not the same as your faith. You've probably heard the saying, courage is not the absence of fear, but merely the knowledge that something is more important than that which you fear. I'm quite sure at some stage that Paul was afraid, but his courage didn't come from what was happening around him. Nor did it come from what he was or what he wasn't feeling. Paul's courage came from his faith in God. If you read on to verse 25, it says, So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God, that it will happen just as he told me. Do you know they spent another 14 nights Being thrown around by that storm before they finally were shipwrecked just off the coast of an island called Malta. Not one of them lost their lives. And they waited out the winter on Malta and were actually really well taken care of by the people there. And they finally sailed to Rome three months later on another ship. And Paul did become a witness in Rome, just as God had said. How's your courage today? Do you need to be reminded of what God has said about you? Do you need to anchor yourself in his promises and his unchanging nature? Do you need to remember that He is bigger and greater and more powerful than anything you face right now? Do you need to reach out and get support from others in this season that you are in? Or do you need permission and grace? to be okay with feeling the way that you're feeling right now and still know that you can have faith and courage to follow your God. You are uniquely created, uniquely gifted and uniquely positioned to have a unique impact on this world. There are people that you can speak into that no one else can. People that you can plant the seeds of the gospel that you can share the love and hope of Jesus with. Not because you're ready. Not because you've got it all figured out or because things are easy for you at the moment or even because you're qualified. You. Because of the way God made you. With your unique personality and passions. You, because of your story with Jesus. You, because you are called. You will be my witnesses. And you can have this courage because you can stand on every word of God to have your back every crazy step of the way. You have the Holy Spirit who is working in you you have other people around you the body of the church who can stand behind you and celebrate you and support you every step of the way if you feel comfortable would you just close your eyes right now and lift up your hands i know it may feel a little awkward wherever you are and don't do it if you're driving that's illegal I'm not asking you to stand up or get out of your comfy bed, but would you just close your eyes and lift up your hands? I want to pray over you. I think for some of you, you have been facing things. You've had the wind against you for a long time and you have been worn down. You've been facing seasons, and you don't know where this is going. It seems such slow going. And your heart is to do the things of God, but you're tired and you're frustrated. We you just open up your hands before Him today? God, we need you. God, we know that you are bigger than everything that we face. We know that you are more powerful and none of this surprises you. But God, would you fill us afresh today? Would you help us to rest in this seizing knowing that you have got it? You have gone before us and you are with us now. Would you fill us up with your peace again? Would you remind us to not be afraid? Would you remind us of those things that you have spoken over us? That we are your beloved children. That you love us. That you treasure us. That you have a plan for us. Father God, would you give us the courage to step out once again. to be your witnesses here on this earth, to love people like no one else can love people, to share that hope and be a light in a hurting and broken world. Father, thank you that we don't do this alone, that you are with us and you surround us with the body of the church, this beautiful thing that you have created to spur us on when it gets tough. We thank you so much, Jesus, that you care so much about us. In Jesus' name, amen.